I'm here talking to Kendall. I'm here talking to Annie. Kendall's story. I'm talking about Susie Newsom and Fritz Klenner. Content warnings are for suicide and creating a red scare in your own mind. You can follow us on Instagram at Tell No One Podcast or send us an email at tellnoonepod at gmail.com. Sources are in the show notes. Everything is alleged, but this is definitely Tell No One. Enjoy. Okay. Well, a few notes at the top to start us off. One, y'all may have noticed that the Wednesday pod is no more. Um, the Wednesday pod was unsustainable. It was unsustainable for us. And I'd rather put out one a week that I feel fucking good about. Agreed. So that's what we're going to do for now. I mean, I think we were planning on doing bonus ones for the future Patreon anyway. So yeah, like a few a month. Right. So things are in flux. But as for right now, this is what's best for us. Um, Every Sunday till I think I'll die before you. She always says that. I think she's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to hop over to our Instagram, tell no one podcast, we have a little sweet treat over there if you want to check it out. Okay, so here's my story. And I'm gonna I'm trying to be experimental with like the timeline, so like give me a break. Oh, you're doing a ti- you're doing timeline jumping? I'm trying to. Okay. Um I first learned about this from the book Bitter Blood by Jerry Bledsoe. Bledsoe. I read it last summer and it was fucking good. And it, it, something came to my mind that reminded me of it today, and I was like, fuck, yeah. Okay. Here we go. It's Sunday, July twenty second, nineteen eighty four. We're in Louisville, Kentucky. Dolores Lynch leaves church and heads straight home to her weekly breakfast appointment with her daughter, Jane. Dolores is a widow. She's older. And she has a daughter, Jane, and a son, Tom. Adult. Adult. Um, Because you don't book in to see your fucking 10-year-old. No. And she's like elderly-ish. So it's Sunday. Um, Sunday and Monday pass and no one has heard from Dolores. And this is odd because she's described as like a busybody. Um, Actually described as having her finger in every pie don't and uh don't so so she was meant to meet at a restaurant no at her home no one came to the door she has lunch or breakfast every sunday at her house with her daughter jane yep and let's just say no one's seen either of them okay (laughs) okay 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 so a friend goes to check it out and they're pretty wealthy they're like kind of a prominent kentucky family uh so they have like a long driveway And so the friend drives to the end of the driveway and Dolores is dead at the bottom of her driveway. Well, the top laying there out. I'm outdoors. She's outdoors. My final resting places of my fucking driveway had just gone out of her car. She was shot in the back and then in the back of the head. But her home is like set back far enough. You can't see her her from the road from the road. No. Damn. Mm -hmm. The fuck did I do? So the police come and they look in the house and her daughter, Jane, was found in the sunroom, quote, one round to the body and one round to the head. So the police note that this looks like it was an ambushing, um, a targeted assassination, like staged to look like a robbery, like their jewelry cases were flipped over, but nothing was taken. Nothing was real. It was superficial staging. Yeah. So they're like, you can always tell. Yeah, this is an execution. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And a witness saw an odd car that was driving slowly by their house. It was a black Chevy Blazer with steel front bumpers, but they did not get a license plate or a look at the driver. Right. Why fucking would you? I I don't write a license plate. I don't recognize anything. I went the, um, the wrong way. I had to go to the doctor's today and I went, got on south instead of going north and I had to fully get off the interstate. Why'd you do that? I wasn't paying attention. Because I'm dumb. Because I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. So the crime had occurred days earlier, that Sunday. And the killer had left behind no cartridges, 
or fingerprints. So they have no clues, but they decide to question Dolores's son, Tom, who stands to inherit the entire estate now. Here we fucking go. But Tom, if my brother fucking killed me yeah. to inherit, he would never. He, he would literally dare. never. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom is eventually eliminated as a suspect, leaving them at a dead end. Well, she's a widow. Yeah. Okay, well then there's no husband to do it. So nope. what the fuck? Right. Zipping, zooming, we're flying. We're flying through time. We're flying through time. We're flying back in time. Okay. And I'm going to tell you about Susie Newsom. Susie was the daughter of tobacco executive Robert Newsom and Florence Sharp Newsom. We're talking, she's born, I think, 50s. And we were just in the 80s. So growing up, Susie had it all. <laughs> Her family was very wealthy and they were like high society. Her aunt, Susie Sharp, was the first female judge appointed to any state Supreme Court, like in the country. Fuck. So she had like that link. She was very close with her aunt. Um, She was beautiful. She was smart. Kentucky socialite. They're actually in North Carolina, but Southern socialite, yes. Um, Yeah, her aunt, Judge Susan Sharp, was widely recognized as one of the most respected women in America at the time. Wouldn't be hard, brother. <laughs> um, if I had a relation who was a judge, I would get away kill with a people. lot. <laughs> yeah. In every possible way, Susie was blessed, but she was a little cuckoo. She had a lot of fantasies about being royal. Oh. And she was considered spoiled. Everything had to be done her way. She would have such fierce temper tantrums when she was a child that her mother had to just douse her with cold water. <laughs> I might know this story. (laughs) Um, She's an only child. There's another one. There's a boy. Oh. So 1968, she's in college. I'm sorry. Her mother would dunk her in water. I think just pour water on her. Oh. Waterboard her. Yes. Okay. She's at Wake Forest University in North Carolina. She is very prim and proper, Southern values. She was not a hippie when a lot of people were. She was outspokenly a big fan of the Vietnam War. Oh, no one's a fan of Vietnam. Her grandfather. That is actually psychotic, though. Yes. Yes. Her grandfather was a state senator and a successful attorney. Blah, blah, blah. So she meets a man at Wake Forest University during her junior year, Tom Lynch, the son of our murder victim, Dolores. Okay. He is a good student planning to go to dental school, which is nice. Good for her. He's also from a good family, like I said. So Tom brings Susie back to meet his mother, Dolores, in Kentucky, and they did not hit it off. Okay. Dolores does not like Susie. She thinks she's snobby and like throws her name around. Um, just thought she was better than them. I mean, that's Susie's whole vibe. Yeah, kind of uncouth, frankly. That's not very um, Southern hospitality of you. Yeah, and like not very legitimately um, classy upper crust of you right. to be like throwing your shit around like that. True. So they graduate in 1970 and get married. There's a big scene at their wedding because Jane Lynch uh, goes to their wedding in a wrinkly dress. She's the bridesmaid because she's the sister of the groom. Yeah. Um, and Susie has a fucking fit. Um, how dare she show up in a dress that's wrinkled? And at this point, I am on Susie's side. I no one have a steamer. I'm always on the side of the bridezilla. Mm-hmm. I do it all for the bridezillas. And yeah. ultimately, it's her fucking wedding. Get your dress steamed. Get your dress steamed if you're going to be in my pictures. Especially Jane. like you're in the bridal party. Show. I thought you meant showing up like as a guest. No, no like, she gives a shit. She's in the party. Okay, so after they get married, they live very close to Tom's family. Mm. Dolores is stopping by a lot. She's mm. cooking for him, cleaning for him, and decorating their home. Tia, are you out there? <laughs> <laughs> and Susie's like, um, I'm the wife. 
Yeah, dude. I'm in Susie's side for a little while. I'm I'm sorry to her. I'm sorry, Dolores, but you gotta leave him alone. Right. Uh, in 1974, Susie gives birth to their first son, John, and Dolores comes to visit, but Susie says she has to wait for an appointment to see the baby. Okay, we need to talk about that. Yeah. I totally agree. And I kind of do agree. Like I do agree. She gave birth to a fucking baby and she's trying to like bond with it, deal with it, whatever. Yeah. I totally yeah, agree. Tell but- me what time you're coming over. Don't just drop by. Yes. But I can definitely see how insane that must have seemed in 1974. It's, okay. People okay, okay. still think it's insane. Okay, fine. Um, 76, they have another son, Jim. A little after this, Tom gets a job offer in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He's now a dentist. He was invited to go join a practice out there, so they move there. Mm. Susie does not like it here because no one knows who she is out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You build your identity on your family name and it doesn't matter here. Right. No one cares if you're a sharp or, or whatever. You sure. Know? So she starts becoming more like reclusive. She doesn't go to parties. She's being kind of weird. Because she's like, you don't treat me how I deserve to at, at the party. She's like, I don't get like attention when I walk down the street. Like people would see her as a prominent person in North Carolina. Right. And now no one gives a shit. Got and it. there weren't like those like social hierarchies as much in the west as there are Mm. or were in the south um their relationship is not good and in 1979 susie's grandfather dies and her and her sons go back to north carolina and then they call tom and they're she's like i'm never coming back oh wow yeah she starts living with her parents florence and bob fleeing the family home he he wasn't abusive or anything no she just was like i don't want to fucking go back to albuquerque yes Okay. Her parents almost immediately start noticing something is not right with her. She keeps going on and on about how Tom is not the man she married and doesn't, and that he does not want them to come back to Albuquerque. And he's like, I actually do. But eventually Tom moves on and starts dating his dental assistant, Kathy. Um, and there's a strange moment where she impulsively moves her and her sons to Taiwan for six months. And what? like, and like cannot hack it. Like does not do any prep work and like has a horrible time and comes back like, ah, that was weird. Kendall. <laughs> oh yeah. Pretty manic. So she comes home and th- we just don't ever talk about that again. Taiwan, huh? Yes. How did she even hear about Taiwan? <laughs> I don't know. In the se- yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Very strange thing for her to do. And yeah. her poor boys are like, and mom, what? We couldn't even hack it in Albuquerque. Yeah. They're going to know you in Taiwan. I don't know why she did that. And like, apparently she had gone like with only like one bag and like the kids Mm. had nothing it was just and they didn't like obviously couldn't like scope out a nice apartment so they were in like a one bedroom i don't think she learned any of the language yeah you know look though like if you're unwell and you have a manic moment yeah and then yeah a lot to recover from if you made a big decision like that like yeah when you come down from that yeah you gotta gotta book your flight home it's a hard flight to book. That's a hard <laughs> flight to book. So the custody battle between her and Tom over the boys is getting bad. Susie's adamant that the children should not see Tom often at all. Mm-hmm. They went two full years without seeing him. And then she gave him two weeks in the summer and every other Christmas. Mm. Not good. No, I don't know why you did that, man. So now we're flopping to another side of this story. And I'm going to talk about Fred Klenner. Dr. Fred Klenner was born in the early 1900s, and in the 1940s, he starts experimenting with ascorbic acid, better known as vitamin C. I, too, am experimenting with ascorbic acid (laughs) as a possible treatment for, uh, like, almost every human disease. Wow. So, soon enough, he would start using vitamin C on everything from polio to multiple sclerosis. 
What do you mean using vitamin C on it? Rubbing he, it on? He would just give patients like massive doses of vitamin C, either through pills or intravenous like drip. Oh, within a few years, he's becoming world renowned, but also people are thinking he's crazy. So either like half of the people think he's like really brilliant and half are like, he's obviously making this shit up. Um, who's the first half? You're right. <laughs> well, the first half are people he diagnoses with MS who do not have MS and are like cured by a thing that they, yeah. Yeah. You had the common cold. Mm hmm. And I did cure you. With, and like with, vitamin C does give you energy and like you just mm. might feel healthier and better if you're giving like a fucking shot of it straight to the heart. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I've even gone for the um, the IV of like the for just hydration. Yeah. And you do feel a lot better when you leave. Yeah. Because you're like uh, hydrated. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a few weird things about Dr. Klenner. He was still using a needle sterilizer which meant that a single needle in his office could be used a dozen times on many different patients before being discarded. And this is in the 80s. This is AIDS is happening. What are you talking about? So he's sterilizing like, um, he's like dunking it in alcohol. Oh, like man. those things at the hair salon? Like the barber fucking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. How do you, how are you a doctor? You don't know the basic like hygiene he's of a needle going in a body. Single use. You can afford to just throw out the needle. So then our, he's got some other beliefs. Oh, he's racist. He, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> his waiting room was like one of the last segregated waiting rooms in the state. Oh. Um, he, but he also believed that the apocalypse was nigh, mm. um, that communism was on the rise and would swallow the earth whole. And in a few times he had stated that he knew the exact date when the world would end. Did he go to medical school? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. He really got through. He did. A doomsday prepper? He, yes. So. All vitamin C in that basement. Yeah. Basically. Of vitamin C. Basically. How is this connected to Susie? Is she going to go to him? Yes. She comes back from China and she looks like shit. <laughs> Her family are like, you look like shit. <laughs> you're unkempt. You're like too thin. You're like getting crazy. So she goes to her uncle, Dr. Fred Klenner. Oh, Fred Klenner came for money. Well, that would explain to me why he feels like he can build a life on nothing. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. build a career on a made up bullshit thing like Elizabeth fucking Holmes. Right. If you come for money, you think that you can do literally whatever. And it seems like you can. <laughs> you can have a long grift if you come for money. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And he diagnoses her with MS. Everyone can't have that. Everyone can't have that. And he starts fucking filling her with vitamin C. And she's like, I'm feeling better. I am cured. I feel amazing. Right. Yeah, you're, you're fully hyped on B12. Yes, literally <laughs> B12. So Fred had a son named Fritz. Oh, mistake already. Uh-huh. Fritz is working at his father's medical practice, and he's the cousin of Susie. <laughs> and Susie's cousin. You're talking like Davide from Love Island. <laughs> he was working at the medical clinic and he would see patients to like take their blood samples, give them to his father. Is he qualified? Um, We'll see about that. <laughs> okay. He said he was studying medicine at his father's alma mater, Duke University, and that he was working in blood research. But what was he really doing? Well... We'll talk, well, let's go back on Fritz and see what his high school classmates have to say. Oh. They say that he was really fixated on Adolf Hitler. Um, what the fuck? Shared his father's hatred of communism, maybe even a little more than his dad, and also inherited his father's intense end times fatalism 
and believed that he should be prepared for the apocalypse at all costs. And you just tell people that? Like, all your peers know that about you? Yes. I guess people like that can't shut the fuck up. It's like their hobby. Like, they spend yeah. their, their free time doing that. Yeah, nobody, like, quietly holds that belief. You, you make it known. Right. <laughs> okay. Um. So after graduating from a private high school in Georgia, because his dad would not let him go to the public school that had recently been desegregated... Mm-hmm. Fritz studied at the University of Mississippi, but he never graduated. But he told his family that he had. He told his father that enemies in the school's German department conspired to keep (laughs) him from finishing his degree. And his father believed him. Well, yeah. And then God, it would be fun to have a maniac parent. Yeah. Just like tell them anything. And it's they'd a be vast like, conspiracy, Papa. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, of course it is. Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. So Fritz told his dad that he was getting it straightened out and he was going to enroll at Duke University Medical School. And for many years, that's what everyone thought he was doing. That He was studying to be a doctor. People called him young Dr. Klenner because um, he was always working side by side with his dad. And he always carried a black doctor's bag containing assortment of pills and injections, especially vitamin C. Mm -hmm. He was generous in dispensing to any person he deemed in need of it. I mean, it's fucking vitamin C. They can have it. They can have it, but... (laughs) dirty needles and like oh not in their veins yeah Yeah. and like any too much vitamins is a bad thing too much vitamins is bad it can be bad Mm -hmm. he told people he was a green beret in vietnam that he had fought against communists that he had performed life-saving measures on his father and other people when people die about being in a war lie about being in a war it's always about Vietnam. They always lie about being in Vietnam specifically. Vietnam must have been a fucking... You never knew what was going on. Yeah. Like, I could prove I wasn't. Yeah. Um, he said he had done undercover work and was an asset of the CIA. You Sorry, don't but like- say you're in the CIA <laughs> if you're in the CIA. Like, I duh. Know. He's also, like, hoarding guns. Mm. Um, okay. Mm. He had been building an arsenal of weaponry um, for the end of the world. The thing is, is like, what is the end of the world like a natural disaster? In which case, what are you shooting? (laughs) What are you shooting? (laughs) Yeah, he had thousands of rounds of ammunition, survivalist books, vitamins and stimulants, um, combat knives, camo clothing and explosives. Uh, Yeah, I fear him. So Fritz and his cousin Susie start bonding. I don't want these two together. These two together. (laughs) He's like telling her the world is ending and all this horrible stuff. I have enemies. Classic. Yeah. And she's getting the idea that Tom Lynch is going to abduct her children. Well, he should take them. He probably should. So Fritz starts hanging around her house and it's late at night and people are starting to talk. They're related, huh? Because they're cousins and they are engaged in a sexual relationship. They are an immediate relation. First cousins. Her parents are mortified by this because people in town know and they're like high society people. It is not 1850. Like you can't do it. Mm -mm. It's 19 like seven. It's like 1981. Oh, you can't do it. Mm -mm. So when her mother confronts her about having a romantic relationship with her cousin, she storms out and vows that she will never speak to her mother again. Why? She says he's my protector. She never acknowledges a sexual relationship, but we are no dummies. Well, I'm no dummy. Uh Uh-huh. I wonder, is she mad? Is she like humiliated by her mom confronting her about that? Or is she like, fuck you, I love him? (laughs) Mom, I love him. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's so far gone into like believing the literal end is nigh that she's like, mom, there are no rules anymore. There are no rules anymore. And he's like divinely sent to protect me. You know what I mean? Oh, protecting me from the end of the world. Yeah. Like this is, 
I'm not bothered with rules of man right now. Right. By your like your earthly rule, your earthly decency laws, okay. uh, your incest laws. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, where we're going, there are no. <laughs> where we're going, there are no incest laws. Okay, May 1984, Fred Klenner, the big daddy doctor, dies. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Damn, he couldn't save himself. He, no, he died of like a heart attack Damn. at like 72, not even like super old. So, <laughs> Susie moves out of her parents' house after that blow up. And moves in with Fritz, her cousin. So now she can fuck him whenever she wants. <laughs> he moves in with her and her sons. Come on. Like, what are the, what is Fritz to the kids? He's a, their second cousin. How does that work? I think after the first cousin, we kind of just think we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> He's just around. Second cousin. I don't I know what that is. I an uncle. I can just fucking Google it. What is your mom's cousin to you? First cousin once removed. Oh, that is how the removed ones happen. I always thought it was divorce. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. She starts going on hunting trips with Fritz and the children. And she was too prim and proper to do anything like this before. So people are like, she's changed. Yeah. Hunting for what? Just like shooting guns, blowing things up. Children are there. And the, and are being like indoctrinated also with the Insday stuff. Yeah. What happened to him? What happened to Fritz? Same right. thing. Like you have a wild dad who's like a maniac and would love for you to join him in that. And he's shooting you up with vitamin C around the clock. Yeah, I bet the kids are like fucking amped. Yeah. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> Meanwhile, Tom in Albuquerque is remarried and is still fighting for custody of his sons who are now eight and six. They visit him in the summer of 1983 and he is stunned to see how terrible they look. Really? They're like really pale in the summertime. They have circles under their eyes. They look very malnourished. Fritz was giving them so many vitamins that it was like throwing off their body cycles. Yeah. Your body like should be able to do it all on his own mm -hmm. when you're a child. And you're not sick. He's not giving them a once a day multi. No. Like he's like, and also I'm sure they're like fucking nauseous. Like they're yeah. probably not fucking eating. Yeah. When they got dropped off at their dad's house, their mom had sent them with a enormous bag of vitamins you're not getting those this week and he flushed them yeah what the fuck i know they're not working you look like shit yeah you guys are scary so tom is worried about their treatment and he's still fighting to get custody but we have to remember that Susie has some legal connections going on right now this is when dolores lynch and jane lynch are murdered tom's mother and sister Okay. Susie's telling everyone that Dolores and Jane were murdered because Tom Lynch is involved with drug dealers. Shut up. Shut up. Am not. Am not. All the way in Albuquerque, someone's going to kill my mother and sister in Kentucky. I'm a dentist. I don't live with them or talk to them. Right. Does Susie hate them? I don't know. Does Fritz hate them? Mm. So Florence and Bob, Susie's parents, are like, Susie's flew in the coop. <laughs> she flew. <laughs> she flew in it. Um, so she's like, they're like... I'm sorry, Tom, you were once our son-in-law and now your mom and sister have been murdered. They send flowers to Tom. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? He didn't do anything to their daughter. No. So this opens a line of communication between these people. And they're like, Susie's floon, hasn't she? Yeah. And with your children, nonetheless. Right. And they're like, we're getting concerned about the children because Fritz is fucking nuts and not to mention her first cousin. Let it go. So Bob, Susie's father, agrees to testify for Tom in an upcoming child custody hearing. I hate when men win things, but like, 
he should win. win okay so yeah the boys are not being treated well they're being forced to wear camouflage oh fuck they're like uh ari and uzi in yeah, the royal tenant yeah. <laughs> they're running drills they're playing with guns um fritz is buying all kinds of weapons and in one year he registered for 52 permits his old basement is like a a bomb shelter yeah man he's gonna blow up a building yeah is he gonna blow up a building so may 19th Seven days before Bob is scheduled to testify at the child custody hearing, Bob, Florence, and his mother, Hattie, are found all killed <gasps> in their home. Her entire family got killed? Her family, her uh, mom and dad and grandmother. Um. Well, who here has 52 guns? Yeah. Speak up. Yeah. So Bob was shot twice. And they're all being shot. Yes. Come on. <laughs> Hattie, Bob's mother, was shot in the chest and the side of her head. And Florence had been stabbed and her throat slit. Ooh. At the scene, there's just a pile of ashes um, and an empty briefcase next to the ashes, leading to believe someone had burned some paper from the briefcase. Uh, yeah. There's, <sighs> there's a, sh- a full shredder. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe having to do with the upcoming custody hearing in seven days. Sure, yeah. Their next door neighbor, guess who? Um, give me a genre. <sighs> World renowned. Um, the guy with the lion? Oh. I don't <laughs> even know what you mean by that. I met the guy who got mauled by a lion. Oh. He he, the sparkly guy who got yes, mauled. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not him. Nope. Okay, hold on. It's funny. That's funny. <laughs> okay, hold on. Am I warm? No. Tell, <laughs> tell me if I tell me if Very I get warm. cold. <laughs> no, cold. Okay. They're not an exotic pet owner. No. No. Liberace. No. Why are they all shiny guys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's where my head's at. Hold on. Hold on. A female? Yeah. Okay. Patty Lamone. You want me to tell you? No. Okay. Colder or warmer? I mean, warmer from Liberace. (laughs) (laughs) Not warm. Okay. Actor? No. Singer? No. What else can someone do to get attention? Right. A writer? I know why the caged bird sings. Maya Angelou? (laughs) Their neighbor, Maya Angelou. Do not drag no no she asks why would anyone do this to the newsomes well that's a good question you got there um so after this happens Susie's brother mentions to the police hey isn't it weird that my whole family was murdered and um my sister's in-laws were murdered last year two entire fucking families got murdered shot two families got shot ambushed in their homes and the only connection they have is my sister Look, I hate to put forward a family member, but my sister is the connection. My sister's nuts. And like her, she's living in like a very violent little home. Yeah. With tons of guns. And the cousin thing. And we find out that Dolores was set to testify the year before. Okay. Is anybody hearing me? Yeah. And Susie had this like weird idea that if Dolores wasn't alive anymore, Tom wouldn't have the financial means to keep fighting her in court. He's going to get that money. Right. And he's a dentist. Yeah, and like money doesn't fucking disappear when they die. Don't you know that? Yeah. She's don't you stand to inherit? Well, she's fluent. So once Tom hears about the murder of his ex parent in laws. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. Like your next brother. Stay in Albuquerque, Tom. So he immediately contacts the police. The police are like, This is weird. Oh, news is weird. So they try to talk to Susie, but she has dinner plans. 
she can't she can't come she finally comes to meet with them and they describe her as bubbly which whatever and they also point out that she stands to gain half a million dollars from her whole family fucking dying basically but they have no real physical evidence i don't think she's doing it right so they talk to fritz fritz has an alibi that he went camping with a friend named ian perkins the night of the murders and he produces a stub from the park service like an entry thing okay you went there did you leave also they point out weird you kept it mm-hmm. okay so and like can't we prosecute him for pretending to be a fucking doctor mm-hmm. they had gotten tips from people and ju- just ignored it like they just didn't bother he could kill people yeah so please go to talk to ian and Ian is not cut out for this. He is visibly shaking. <laughs> shaking? <laughs> visibly shaking. Okay. Ian Perkins is a 21-year-old student. So Ian admits he's a friend of Fritz. And once the police start questioning him, he has a recounting of the night of May 18th, the, mm-hmm. the night the Newsoms were murdered. Mm-hmm. He says that Fritz Klenner had confided in him that he worked with the CIA. Drop that. I'm done with that. Yeah. So he says... Ian, I need you to help me. I have been given an assignment to wipe out a communist cell. A um, family? <laughs> oh, no. Um, and this is going to be a test to see if you can become part of the CIA. So you need to help me with this. That is mean. That is, is really mean. mean. She says if Ian helped him on this covert operation, it would look good on his record. So he could be officially recruited recruited by the CIA. That is really fucking mean. You're really playing with Ian. You are he Ian gets played. <laughs> Fritz planned for him and Ian to have a three day weekend Ooh. camping in the Blue Ridge Mountains. This would be their cover. Ugh. Their real mission would be taking out foreign drug tra- traffickers working with communists. El- three elderly people. Well, Ian doesn't know who who they're talking about yet. Yeah, but we're gonna get there one day. We're gonna arrive at their door at some point. Yes. So at 11 o'clock on Saturday night, Ian drives Fritz to the Old Town neighborhood where the Newsom's home is and dropped him off half a mile from mm. the home. Okay. An hour later, Perkins picks him up and the mission was a success. So he has no, he didn't know who died until he saw it on the news. Holy shit. Um, so only now, while talking to police, did he learn that Fritz was not a doctor and had never been an operative of the CIA and that he was used to be yeah. an alibi. So he agrees to wear a wire. So he meets with Fritz and he's so nervous that he will not stop talking. Like he's answering like his own questions. So Fritz has no opportunity to like confess or say anything. Oh man, that is like adorable. So (laughs) at this meeting, Fritz drove a black Chevy Blazer, the same car that was seen slowly driving by Dolores's house. He never did get the chance to confess on tape, but they see like, okay, Fritz is probably onto us that we're onto him. So the police are back kind of surveilling Susie and Fritz apartment and they see them loading in tons of guns into the back of a truck, tons of like camping supplies, like all this shit. Where are we going? And then they see the two boys come out and get in the truck oh and they're like, God. we have to intervene now because this is, yeah. there's kids here. They've always been there though. Have you not intervened earlier? Uh, yeah. They fucking live with them. Yeah. I know. So they start trailing them. And at the first stoplight, Fritz hangs out of his window with an Uzi and like points it at the police. My fucking God. He shoots a little and drives off. And now there's like a full chase happening. Suddenly they come to a stop and a few seconds pass and the entire truck explodes. Oh my God. Like up into the air explodes. Yeah. They say like pieces are raining down. And obviously everyone in the truck is dead. 
my god they find remnants of a bomb under Susie's seat and she was like completely decimated so at the autopsy they see that john and jim the boys had been poisoned with cyanide and then shot in the head before the car exploded what the fuck during the drive yeah and what gunshot residue on Susie's hands showed that she was the one who shot them. Oh, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You killed your kid? Like twice. Three times. <laughs> killed your kids three times? <laughs> fuck. You cyanide shot and then blew them up. You're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ian Perkins, little dope himbo Ian Perkins, served four months in prison for the part he unwittingly played in the Newsome murders. Yeah, man. Your Honor too dumb to serve time (laughs) i'm embarrassed isn't that punishment enough (laughs) and like he didn't want children to fucking die no of course not your honor i wanted to be in the cia Mm. okay so after the chase ended law enforcement searched the apartment um dozens of guns were found a lot of ammo and a lot of fucking vitamin c okay <laughs> they entered the office of Dr. Fred Klenner. Um, there were so many vitamins and other medications on the premises that it took three dump trucks to haul it all away. What the fuck are you talking about? Yes. Detectives later found evidence of Susie, um, her participation in the murders of Dolores and Jane, but we don't know what that is. So obviously after all this happened, there's a lot of scrutiny on law enforcement because they watched kids die. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell a story about law enforcement watching kids die get blown up specifically oh two now yeah this is my second how did you watch children get into a car you watched get loaded with fucking weapons yeah what mm-hmm. move move your <laughs> ass <laughs> uh, yeah so people it definitely it comes to light that people had been reporting fritz as not being a real fucking doctor um and they hadn't done anything about it so could this have been prevented maybe yeah um, i'm here to tell you yeah <laughs> <laughs> and poor tom lynch oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god he's like a fucking crop circle he literally is like mm. i saw interviews with him and he was like mm, uh, i'm just like breathing guys like yeah everyone i know got murdered by these two fucking people lights are on no one's home like i don't know what i'm doing here no i'm waiting <laughs> married to kathy now and like i don't know but he did have the boys buried in new mexico um where they were really happy i'm sure they fucking were they had their whole family and they didn't have vitamins and we got to eat solid food yeah i didn't have fritz fucking yelling at me all day breathing down my neck fucking my mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's i'm it. really fucking like sad yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely sad. Susie, what are you doing? Can you believe just the sheer number of people who are dead now? No. What is it? What are we at? Nine? Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, seven. Seven. Oh, if you count the them too, right? Nine. Nine. That's insane. All because of what? I couldn't tell you. There's actually no clear motive here, I don't think. (laughs) I think they were just like, they're on our tail, obviously. Mm -hmm. And the police are like, they had a bomb implanted under the seat, like for that exact thing. You think they had the bomb always? And then... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But they brought it with them because they're like, this might end in flames. And they obviously poisoned the boys. When? At the house? When? Oh my God. Yeah, maybe. And then they they didn't die quickly enough in the car. Yeah, and they're like, it's time now. Because they think he was driving to like 
farmland that he had that was like his real arsenal and like real doomsday prepping situation his waco area yeah so they're like maybe they just didn't have time to get there and that's where they were gonna die together or something i don't know holy shit well i'm searching for a way to wrap up i'm sorry tom so sad what the fuck did tom ever do to anybody he didn't do anything to anyone as far as i know okay i mean look feel free to absorb that information feel free to share that information as to where you heard it tell no one bye